0: What's up, it's Deja, in the cut, hey, what's up, it's your girl Deja, coming to you with my first podcast, I want to drop some content so you can know a little bit more about me, if you saw my first interview, you saw I was very brief and short, but I want you guys to know me more intimately, so let me start with growing up my cousin raised me from five days old my mom was on her way to prison when she went into labor with me that she induced herself i'll talk about that more in my second podcast but my cousin came in and stepped up and decided to raise me so she picked me up from the hospital And basically, she treated me like I was her own child. I didn't find out about my biological mom until I was about 12 or 13. I grew up being a very troubled child. I was stealing, I was fighting, I was lying. I was doing anything that my cousin was not fully expecting. Now in this podcast you'll hear me say mom which is who I call my cousin and biological mom. So you know the difference ahead of time who I'm talking about. Now my mom she took great care of me. She had patience with me. But with everything I had going on, she didn't quite understand why or what. I didn't even understand why or what. What I was doing, why I was doing it. I didn't quite understand how my mind was working. So we tried numerous therapists. We went to psychiatrists, and they would just try to say I was ADHD, and that's what was going on. I kind of just took that diagnosis and ran with it. My mom, she felt like there was something more. So as I'm getting older, I'm getting more and more and more and more in trouble, I'm getting suspended from school, I'm getting expelled, couldn't even walk on school grounds. And it was hard for my mom because she works for the school district. So in order for her to watch me, it would mean I would have to go to her job, which I couldn't do because I was... I was expelled. I couldn't be around anything school-related. So, it got to the point to where I was, I got in trouble. I got arrested for attacking a girl. They court-mandated me and sent me to a center for troubled youth. Now that. I was there for about maybe a year, if not a year, and it didn't help whatsoever. It actually exposed me to more negativity than positivity. So once I got out, I was okay for about a few weeks. I went to Virginia with my mom and my sisters to check out liberty university which is where my sister was going to and that's when i went back to doing my negative traits i would say i was stealing for no reason i could have just asked for if i wanted something like a souvenir but by the time we had got home i had stole like to uh about a ton of souvenir things
1: and my mom
0: happened to find them now let it be after this my mom sat me down and told me that she wasn't my biological mom my biological mom stayed in louisiana and Wanted to talk to me. Now, I was hurt at first. I was heartbroken. Because I felt like, I've grown up this whole time, and you never told me. But I understand now, as I'm older, why she did. Why she didn't tell me at first. She didn't want me to feel different. So about two weeks after that, my mom comes and tells me that my maternal grandmother wanted me to come down there. And it wasn't really a yes or no type of thing because my biological mom never gave up full custody of me. She had just gave like, small guardianship to my mom over me until she was ready to take take on the what it takes to be a mom. And so I moved not shortly after that to Louisiana. And that's when I met my maternal grandmother my maternal grandfather and my biological mom now i let it be known i was very skeptical scared and also confused i felt like why are you guys trying to get me now what are you benefiting from it so when I met my maternal grandmother, she was very amazing. She was sweet. She wanted everything to be okay. So I spent the first week at her house. But as time went on, I started spending more time with my biological mom. And we had got to talking And I felt like I wanted to get to know her more. I wanted to know her, her, her for who she was. I had questions that needed to be answered. So I decided to leave my maternal grandmother's and go move in with my mom. I knew that she had struggled with drugs and prostitution but I wanted to give her a chance. I wanted to see how much she had really changed so I moved in with her. The first couple months went by great. We got to know each other. It was kind of like more like a friend friendship than a mother-daughter friendship which I know that's not how it's supposed to be you're not supposed to be the friend first then the mom. You're supposed to be the mom first then the friend when needed. But we were more like friends. I could talk to her about anything. I could question her about anything, which I could have I could have done with my mom also, but I was younger so the questions I had didn't come up until I was in Louisiana. And after those four or five months, I would say, is when everything turned. It did a complete 180. My mom ended up getting very stressed out. My biological mother ended up getting very stressed out when it came to worrying about someone other than herself or her boyfriend so it got to the point to where she was she would disappear for a day or two and then come back or she would be easily irritable i started noticing small things change about her she would stop caring about her appearance She would just, there would be numerous people picking her up, and we had moved in with her boyfriend at that time, and he was physically abusive towards her. And I witnessed it, but I also witnessed my mom taking him back and saying, she knew he loved her it's just because he drank. So then in my mind, I started thinking it's something that's casual. It's something that's okay as long as they apologize. <laughs> so when my mom th- had disappeared for the third time, she was gone for weeks. And I was stuck in the house with her boyfriend because I was in school. Didn't want to miss school at first. And there was very, there was numerous times where um, he would try to come across as I'm just trying to check up on you, but at the same time I want you. By telling me how good I look in this. How good I look in that. And prolonged hugs. With the hand on the lower back. And the rubbing of my face. Rubbing on my thigh. And then one night he just came in super drunk. And told me he wanted to have sex with me. At this age I'm. 13 I believe I had just turned 13 so I knew that this wasn't right and I told him no and I remember just crying and screaming and wondering where my mom is why would she leave me with this man and he eventually gave up after I started screaming. And a few days after that incident happened, my mom showed up. And I told her what happened. It was very hard for her to believe because she had been with this man for years. But also, that's when she told me she was gone because... She relapsed on crack cocaine, and she didn't want me to see her in that element. A part of me understands, and a part of me still doesn't to this day, where she could've asked for help or seeked out my maternal grandmother, because... I come from a family, a long line full of addicts. So my maternal grandmother or my grandfather would have helped. They wouldn't have left her out there and hang her up to dry and be on her own. So I suggested rehab, and she agreed to go in Shreveport. So she went to rehab in Shreveport. I moved back in with my maternal grandmother and continued school. I was in the band. I did dance. I was very, I was in a more positive area, yet it was negative on my mind because. My step-grandfather was always bashing my biological mom. And when I would mess up, she would say he would say, "You're just like your mom. You're gonna end up just like her." And that I, I wasn't used to hearing things like that. and I wasn't about to accept it. So when my mom got out of rehab and came back to Louisiana, to Monroe, I moved back in with her. And when I moved back in with her, two days later, she had a new boyfriend. This one was way worse than the first one. He was a drug dealer, so he would provide my mom with drugs He would tell my mom that I should start drinking so I can loosen up. So I started drinking around, I was still 13. Around the age of 13, I started drinking hard liquor. And I would say I got easily addicted to it because it had no effect on me really. I would just be calm. And I would be more comfortable. I would be okay with seeing my mom with a crack pipe or snorting powder. I would, I would drink and then get comfortable and not pay attention to it. But, beknownst to me, he was a pimp. Yeah, a pimp out of all things. He was a drug dealer and a pimp and he would make my mom go and sell drugs for him and they got to the point to one day he came up to me and just told me you're gonna be one of my tricks if you want to stay here if you want to eat if you want to live if you want to survive if you don't want to die You're going to be one of my tricks, and I dare you to tell somebody. So when he said trick, I was like, okay, you want me to sell drugs for you? He said, no, I want you to pull in. I'm going to bring men, and I want you to lay on your back. And if you don't, I'm going to beat the crap out of you you're going to experience every day what death would be like if you don't do what I tell you to. So I became a 13-year-old with a pimp who got moved around Louisiana. And I was pulling in 15, 20 bodies. But if... It wasn't the amount of money that he wanted it to be yet. I would still get beat. I would still get slapped around. There was, like, I didn't have communication. I had to drop out of school. I didn't have communication with my friends. I couldn't go anywhere alone. He controlled what I wore, how I had my hair, how I talked, and it was very, it was one of the most traumatic things I have had ever been through because I wasn't raised around that. I wasn't raised around knowing what pimps were, what prostitutes were, what drug dealers were. I knew they existed, but I had never been around it. So, this is part one of my Getting to Know Deja Intimately podcast. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. And stay connected, man. You can follow me on Instagram at agirl underscore with a vision. Bring in followers. I'll post this to it. Just share, and if you have questions, follow me on Instagram, and I'll answer it on my next podcast. I'm dropping this one today. I'm going to do part two tomorrow, and we're going to end it off with a bang with part three up until where I am now on Monday. So... Remember, progress makes perfection. PMP, hold it down.